So today's daf is daf Gimel in Meseches Ksubis, page three of Meseches Ksubis, and we got on to daf Gimel. We are up to Umi Ika Midi, which is how many lines down? One, two, three, four. The last word on the fourth line from the top of daf Gimel <coughs> Amadalf. Okay, now. We are, uh, we're coming off of the sugya, we're coming off of the topic where Rava gave a statement, where, which was that if somebody gives a tenai on uh, a get, a uh, divorce, on condition, on a tenai, for example, let's say he says to his wife, here's your get, it's going to be valid if I don't come back in 30 days. He comes back 32 days later, and he says, the reason why I didn't show up was because of an onus. It was unavoidable circumstances. It was a total accident. And I don't want the get to be valid. We, Rava said, we, the Gemara just explained to us that we do, it doesn't matter. Either way, the get is going to be valid. Why? Logic. What's the logic? Because of tsunuos and brutos. Number one is... That if a woman is exceedingly modest, she might be nervous for the rest of her life when her husband goes out of town and gives her a conditional get. She's going to be concerned maybe for the next 80 years. He's not back due to an accident and I'm really not divorced and she won't remarry. That's what a tsnu is going to think. A prutza, on the other hand, an immodest woman, may not care at all, immediately remarry. Uh, without uh, being careful, and then if he were to show up and the get and we were to say the get's not valid, now all of a sudden she's messed up and generations are messed up. They're all mamzerim. So because of this, says Rava, you just can't really have a society where we allow conditional getting. It's going to mess up too many things. That's what we're coming off of. Now, according to that logic, and now this is going to get into where we're up to again. Four lines from the top, the last word. The Gemara seems to imply that a get given conditionally and withheld due to unforeseen circumstances is not valid, I'm sorry, remains valid because of Rava's logic. The sages allow it to be valid, which means biblically, really, it should not be valid. We should remove the get because it wasn't ones. And the rabbis are saying, no, the get is valid. Ask the Gemara a question. Is it possible to have a situation where biblically the get is not going to be valid, but because of these two types of women, we're going to allow them to marry somebody else, meaning if Ones makes it a non-kosher get, so then it's a non-kosher get. Why are we allowing it to be kosher? Because we're concerned about these types of women. Shkoyach, it's a concern. But a lot of things are a concern. Biblically, it should be a get. I'm sorry, biblically, it should not be a get. So why are we allowing it to be a get? Says Gemara, wrong. And what we did is absolutely correct. You relying on this logic and allowing this woman to remarry. You know why? Here we go. In crucial rule, another crucial rule, which we came across in Yabamas, important for Ksubis, and that is, whenever a couple gets married in Kedushan, step one of marriage, the Erisin, that is according to the knowledge of the sages, according to whatever parameters the Chachamim say this is going to work with and the Rabbanon say whenever you get married you say you're mar- I'm marrying you with this with this according to the laws of Moshe and, and Yisrael so whatever the Chachamim say this is, the, this is what the marriage is dependent on and if the rabbis remove your marriage the marriage is gone 
End of story. So the Gemara, again, what do we just have? Two steps. Question was, can the Rabbanon cancel a marriage that the Torah says is fine? And the answer is, yeah, that's how it works. The Rabbanon have complete control to decide when a person is and is not married. So, so yeah, go ahead, Rabbi. Uh, and, and I don't know if I asked this in, in Yavamas, but if, if every Kedushin is adaita de Rabbanon, why don't we use this to solve the Aguna <clears throat> for husbands who won't give kittens? Let them be mocked. If Ruben marries Leah, yeah. then Ruben won't give Leah a divorce, won't give her a get. So she's going to be Right. Because wh- wh- when you have such situations, you're really turning, if you were to do that, you're really turning the every act of of uh, bia into out of wedlock. So we, we, we don't take it so seriously. I'm, I'm sorry. We take it very seriously to be able to 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 mamish be poka it you know retroactively, and that that takes real dastaira to know when to kick in when, when to kick that in. Okay. Okay. So says the Gemara. Amrle Ravina Leravashi. Ravina says Leravashi. Tena Chodesh Bekasba. I get it. If you do kedushin Bekasba, so we're going to say, listen, you had step one of marriage. You gave her money, and the Rabbanu are going to mo- are going to remove the marriage that way. Okay. Why you you put the ring on her finger? We'll call it. And you say it's Kedas Meishav Yisrael. We know rabbis have control over ownership financially. Hefker Bezdin Hefker. This could apply to marriage too. But Kaddish Bibia my Ika What happens if they get married with Bia? How can the Rabbanon remove a marriage in that way? Okay, the Gemara here in the Havamina is assuming that when you're going to have the marriage take place away from financial affairs, the rabbi should not have the power to uproot it. To which the Ravashi answers, no. Shavio Rabbanon lebilasu bilaznus. The Rabbanon do have that do have that ability. And what they're going to do is they're going to take that original act of Bia, which was originally um, not only intended, but it, it created a marriage through that act of intercourse. And they're going to say, sorry, Charlie, that, that Bia did not create a marriage. Rather, it was just a regular out of wedlock act of intercourse. And uh, the whole marriage does not exist. Okay. Ikadamri. There are those who, un, who say this conversation with Rava different. And here we go. Again, what did Rava say before? That if an ones happens, if an unavoidable circumstance happens, and the husband doesn't come back, it's too bad. The get is valid. Okay? Ikadamri Amar Rava v'chein v'inyan gitim. V'chein v'inyan gitim means that actually... If a person comes back and says, I was an ones, and that's why I did not come back in 30 days, wh- what do we say? <clears throat> it's not a get. We're flipping it on its head. If you claim ones, the husband claims ones. In other words, again, what's the story? A guy says to his wife, this is your get if I don't return in 30 days. He doesn't return in 30 days. He comes home 35 days later. Is that a valid get? Well, it depends. You know what he says? I'll, let me tell you, I tried coming home after 20 days and the border was closed. Whatever happened, the border was closed. I wasn't able to, um, I wasn't able to get back. But it wasn't my fault. It was completely unavoidable. I wasn't, it was unexpected. Says Rava, it's fine. Meaning it's a fine claim and the get will not be valid. She's still married to him. That's this approach. 
Rabbi holds, you can claim Ones by Gittin. Mesri, the challenge is from a Mishnah. I raise a Gittin, a guy says, wife, this is your get. If I don't get home in 12 months, this is your get from now. <clears throat> now listen to what happened. He kicks the bucket six months later. So is he coming home? Nope. He's six feet under. Ain't I get. It's not a valid get. Why? Because he died before the get happened, and a dead man can't give a get. If he dies, it's not a valid get. But let's say he was just sick. He couldn't make it back. He had COVID, he was put into quarantine. It seems it is a valid get. So why is, how can Rubba argue in the mission? Rubba saying, it's not going to be valid. They're still married. Over here, it seems it is a get. So the one answer is, No. This that we wrote, if he dies, it's not a get. It's not specific to dying. So why did we write? Uh, so so why didn't we talk about sick? He go for kamash This is zigmamish the chiddush to get lachemiza. The reason why we spoke about death is to let us know that once you die, a dead man can't give a get. That whole gufa. This is exactly the the chiddush over here. But it, it's not to exclude what would happen if he got sick. But if I would talk about sick, I wouldn't know this chiddush. Of Ein Get Lachar Misa. So we speak about Misa. Says the Gemara, you need this to t- teach me Ein Get Lachar Misa. Ein Get Lachar Misa. Tonalei Reisha. We're going to learn the first part of the Mishnah that you can't give a get once you're dead. It's not going to be a valid get. So the Gemara says, Doma, maybe La'afuke mit Rabbi Seinu. It's like we said, and that is, it's coming to exclude the Rabbi Seinu. That's what we learned about yesterday, right? The Archachamim. In our Mishnah, we had the, the Rabbi Seinu. Who say that if a person gave the get and and uh, died, they say that the get actually is okay because that was the husband's intention. Why would that be the husband's intention? Let's say they don't have children, so the husband wants it to be that if he if let's say he dies and doesn't return, his wife is not going to be stuck uh, having to be dependent on the yavam to do yibum or chalitza, and therefore. The Divrei Rabbi Seinu let us know, according to the, the, you know, the again, it's a Chiddush that's specific to death, that that's what he would have thought, and we want to exclude the Divrei Rabbi Seinu. Okay, bottom line is, we don't have a question on Rabbi, we don't have a proof for Rabbi. Yeah, go ahead. Is, when he says that if I don't come back in 12 months, <clears throat> is the get chal at the moment he gives it to her, or is it, is, in other words, is it the Mafreya, back to the moment he gave it, or it's the talking about... It first takes effect 12 months from now when he doesn't show up. So it depends It depends how he made the statement. But with the did that it's not a good get, would that apply Either way. Yeah, it would apply regardless because it's dependent on the later time to make it work retroactively. Okay. But yeah. yeah, yeah, very good. Thanks. Okay, so here we go. So we're, we're still, you could call it stuck or not stuck, but we're still not in the clear whether Rava is sourced through Tanayim or not. And let's go, let's remind ourselves. Right now, we shifted Rava's opinion. We're in the Ikeda Amri, what we call the second Lashon, the second expression of Gemara. And over here, Rava's saying, when it comes to a divorce, a man, uh, a man gave a divorce on condition, it's going to be effective if he doesn't show up. And he didn't show up, but it's because of an Ones, says Rava. Fine, if an Ones happened, it's actually... We rely on the ones. It's not a valid get anymore. Is Rava right? Is he not right? We still don't know. So Tashma, come and listen to the following Mishnah. Here we go. This goes into the retroactive. A guy gives a get to his wife. 
and he says, from now, you are divorced. They don't come back in 12 months. Then we say, Wouldn't the same thing apply if he's sick? If he says, So whether he's dead, whether he gets sick, the halacha would be that it's a valid get and Rava's wrong. Right? Rava said you rely on the ones, and it's not a valid get. Here you see it is a valid get. This is beautiful. This is classic Gemara, right? Classic Dafyami, classic Shask. Why? You don't know what's MS until you know that everything else is Sheker. You have to know clear. What were the Tanayim saying? If you can't know clear, cold, like we know exactly what the intent of the Chum were when they said these words, you don't have a proof nor do you have a disproof. Tashma, let's try to prove whether or not Rav is correct from the, from the next case. <clears throat> there was a fellow who, um, who said, now Lahu is plural, so he said to multiple people, If I don't come back within 30 days, this should be a kosher get. He shows up at the end of 30 days and there was a river in the way. He didn't know how to swim. He couldn't cross the river. So he said to these people who he originally had mentioned, you know, it's only going to, you know, it's valid if I don't go back in 30 days. So he calls across the river. See that I'm here. See that I'm here. See that I came back. I'm back. Right? Sometimes you have that with kids. Yeah, I saw it first. Yeah. I saw it, I'm back. All right, now is he really back? No. The Yomar Shmuel, and Shmuel says, Sorry, Charlie, you did not come back. It's a valid get. So you see, just because there's an ones does not mean you rely on the ones. It's still going to be a valid get, and Rava is wrong. Answers the Gemara, no. Same thing that we learned the other day. Beautiful, uh, on Daf Bey's beautiful message in life beautiful idea, and that is there's different types of quote-unquote unavoidable circumstances. There are some unavoidable circumstances that could very well have been avoided. If you would have left to the airport a half hour earlier, you would have made your flight. And now that there was a half hour of traffic, is not really an unavoidable circumstance. Then there's other things which is like it's completely out of your control. The guy's in a coma. There's nothing you could do. Say, answer the Gemara, it depends what type of ones you're really having. Since he, um, since he could have included that in his Tanai, and he didn't say that, you know, he should have said like this. He could have said, if I don't come back in 30 days, and by the way, like what I mean by coming back is, I'm not stuck on the other side of the river. Right? You could have said that. You could have included that. But you didn't. So this is something that he's doing to himself. It's not considered a real Ones. Again, we have no proof. Okay. Pause, period, end of that Gemara. Here we go. Omar of Shmuel Bar Yitzchak. Rav Shmuel Bar Yitzchak says, now let's go back to what we learned on the beginning of our Masechta, on Let's turn back quickly and remind ourselves how our, how our Masechta started out. The Masechta began, Besula Niseis Leyayim Haravi, a besula, a virgin, gets married on Wednesday, the Almana the Yemachamishi, and Almana on Thursday. And we clarified why does a besula, why does a virgin get married on Wednesday? 
So you remember, we had first of all, because of Tainas Besulim, we wanted him to be able to go the very next day to Bezdin in, cl- in case there's any claim that maybe she had relations during Arison. And also Shaktu. Remember Shaktu? Shaktu, the Chum were concerned to have a proper wedding for a woman. The claim of Tainas Besulim should also allow her to get married on Sunday. That's also a day prior to Bezdin. Shakdu tells us you need at least three days to prepare for a gezunta chasna, for a great wedding. Therefore, it's going to be the Wednesday prior to Thursday. Okay, now let's get, we're going to go back to that part of the Mishnah. Zok the Gemara, says the Gemara, Omar Rav Shmuel Bar Yitzchak, Rav Shmuel Bar Yitzchak says, Laishanu says This is only from, when do we say on Wednesday? That is from the from the takana of Ezra, from when Ezra made a takana and onwards. Because Ezra was masakin, Ezra decreed the Bezdin should get together on Monday and Thursday. Okay, every Monday and Thursday, the Bezdin sits there on the days of the market. Fine. But before Ezra made the takana, a Bezdin would uh, was open on any on any. Uh, you know, on any day, it wasn't any specific day. So we'll get married on any day. Okay. Says the Gemara, one second. Before the Takanas Ezra, whatever was, was. Meaning the Gemara says, what, what's your point? That's really the Gemara's question. Armin says you get married Wednesday or Thursday. The Gemara says, oh, that, by the way, that's because of Bezdin. But before Bezdin said on a specific day, you can get married wherever you want. Says the Gemara, okay, what's your point? It's letting us know that in our city right here, does Bezdin convene on Monday and Thursday? No. Therefore, if you're in a place or a time where, you're, where Bezdin is not getting together on Monday and Thursday, you can get married any day of the week. Now let's pause for a moment and, and see if we can guess the Gemara's next question. Why does our Mishnah say you get married Wednesday? Two points. Point number one is Bezdin. Point number two was Shaktu. Now, according to this logic of Shaktu, that you need three days to pre- minimum to prepare for a chasna, why is it saying you get married any day? Ask the Gemara, Shaktu. What about Shaktu? You should not be allowed to get married Sunday, Monday, Tuesday, whether or not Bezdin sitting. It's not dependent on Bezdin. You should say Wednesday, Thursday, Friday. The Gemara says the Torah You know what the Torah means? The Torah means you could get married any day as long as the husband was matriach himself to ensure that he prepared enough for three days. Okay? So if you did that, let's say you prepared your food Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, you would be permitted to get married on Sunday. Top of Ahmed Beis. Says the Gemara like this. My Shaktu. Let's get into this concept of Shaktu. Shaktu again means, this is fascinating. The Chachamim wanted to make sure that a Jewish, a Jewish woman always was capable of having a Bakova Dika wedding. A respectable wedding. And the responsibility to ensure there's a respectable wedding is on the Chassam. It's on the husband. Says the Gemara like this, my Shaktu. What does it mean we're concerned that these w- Jewish women 
should have respectable weddings. The time that we learned in the Bryso, why do we say a Basulim is married on Wednesday? If there's Tanis Basulim and the husband has a claim that she's lose, she, she lost her virginity, he's trying to figure out why. So he can go straight to court. Again, why? We don't want there to be any time in between for him to cool off because there's real halachic ramifications. What if she would have had relations you know, when she was in Arusa over the last 12 months? There's a big problem. So we don't want to give time to cool off. Okay. Why not allow him to get married on Sunday? And this way, if there's Tanis Basulim on Sunday night, he can go Monday to Besdin. There's a logic of Shabdu. We're concerned about the Jewish women. We need a guy to at least prepare for his chasa for three days. On Wednesday, you get married. And by the way, it says the Gemara, fascinating, from the time of danger and onwards. We're going to see soon what this danger was, but it became dangerous for Jewish women to get to, for it to be known when these women were getting married. So they would start getting married on Tuesday. And the Chum didn't have a problem with that. However, even though they allowed Tuesday, they did not allow Monday. Okay. They did not allow Monday. But if you were stuck with getting married on Monday, then it was allowed. Now, we would separate the chosin and kala on the first Friday night. This is if they haven't had relations yet. Because it can make a chabura, it can make a wound, it could cause the... the um, um, the blood from the piercing of the hymen to come out, and making a wound on Shabbos is going to be forbidden. Okay, so this is a fascinating brisa. There's a lot of gaps so far, no gaps in halacha, but in understanding, right? We need to get a little deeper over here, which the Gemara is about to do. And let, let's just review the brisa. What the brisa say? So we want to know, we want clarity in Shakdu. What are we concerned about? And the Chum say, let's explain Shakdu. Every woman's got to have at least three days. So a woman should not get married before Wednesday during a week. But by the way, there was a time of danger. And due to the danger, we said, you know what, get married Tuesday. And if it's really, really an Ones, you can even get married on Monday. And you should also know that if there's no relations that happened prior to Shabbos, the first the first Gemar Bia, the first complete Bia, should not happen on Shabbos. Now let's explain this. Bryce, so here we go. Says the Gemara. My Sakana. We said that once there was danger to get married on Wednesday, they moved it to Tuesday. Says the Gemara, what type of danger? What was happening? Elaine, we're going to say, Dami Basulin is the MRVT Hareg. Is it because the non Jewish governor, king, whatever, said that if a Jewish woman were to get married on Wednesday, they'll get killed. So, Nohagu, why would it say that they changed the minug? It shouldn't be like, you know, change it. We should say, it's usher. It's forbidden to get married on that day. Right? You're not allowed to put your life in danger to, to get married on a day where it's sakana. Amaraba, Rabba says, No, no, here's what happened. Ready? So this was a situation similar to uh, what happened by Achashverosh. But um, there was a decree that any Basula who, got, who would get married, so on Wednesday, now they knew Jews got married on Wednesday. That was the regular day to get married. 
So they said any Wednesday marriage, the woman first had to have relations with the king. The Hegmain, the governor, the king, whatever you the sultan, whatever you want to call it. Now, obviously, under these circumstances, the logic of Tainas Besulim and Shaktu are both going to become secondary to the primary problem of having to be together with the non-Jewish governor. Says the Gemara, Hai Sakana, that you can call that danger, Ainasu. I mean, that's, that's, uh, that's right? It's a real violation. Says more incredible. There were women who were tsunuis who would literally give up their lives and put themselves into danger by trying to not listen to this decree. Uh, by, by yeah, by not listening to the decree. Says the why don't we tell them, you know, the same way sometimes, I mean, it's not the same way, every, every situation is unique and different, but you know, like on a fast day, some people don't want to fast, they're, ob- the, uh, uh, sorry, on a, some people want to fast when they're obligated not to. So you have to teach the person that for you it's a sakana, for you it's a danger. You're not allowed to fast. So too over here, if a woman is violated by a non-Jewish ruler, she doesn't become forbidden to her husband. You lay there, whatever, whatever you want to pull up. So we should tell them that if this happens to you, you're still permitted to your husband and you're not allowed to let yourself be killed. You're an Inus. Teach them this. Says the Gemara is incredible. First of all, first of all, there are some women, even in Klai Yisrael, that are fine with it. They're prutzais, okay? And if we tell them that it's not the biggest deal, they'll go in it uh, very happy, and then it becomes the biggest deal. And also, v'ikonami kayanais, okay? And we know that, a, you, what, what about any woman who marries a kayan? If, even if she's violated against her will, we learn she's forbidden to her husband, and those women are gonna end up being killed because of this. And therefore, you know what we say? There's a sakana, there's a danger here. There's a danger, first of all, because prutzos are going to go against halacha. There's also a danger of the wives of Kohanim. And do you know what we're going to do over here? Just get rid of the Wednesday. Ula, uh, I'm sorry. And therefore, we, we moved it to Tuesday. Says Akre. Why don't we just say, cut out the Wednesday marriages? If there's an Inus, just cut it out. Make it. Uh, <laughs> Make it Sunday and have them prepare three days prior. Whatever says Gemara, Gezera Avida de Butla, because then if we completely uproot it, the government's going to catch on. And therefore, you know what's going to happen is that th- this decree is not going to be everlasting. Times change. Times change. Kings change. Situations change. And therefore, the Chachamim said like this, granted there's a danger now, there might be a danger in a year, there might be a danger for the next 20 years, maybe even 30 years. But at a certain point, that decree is going to be gone. We don't want to completely uproot the Wednesday idea because that really is the ideal day. So what we'll do is, we'll change it while the danger's in effect. But to uproot it and just cancel it out, it's not worth it for short term. And this is also a beautiful message to take with us.
You know, in so many times in life, we, when, when there's a shock or a crisis or something happening, it's good to take a step back and know, and know nothing is permanent. Nothing's permanent. Michael, there might be good, bad, whatever, whatever things appear to us. Things change. Nothing's, nothing in this world is set in stone. Says the Gemara, Ihachi, if that's true, Bishlishi Nami Asiyu Ba'il. Well, if it's true that they changed Wednesday to Tuesday, wouldn't, the, wouldn't this uh, ruler uh, just move to uh, Tuesday because they're going to catch on? There's no Wednesday weddings. So they're going to say, okay, when are all the Jews getting married? Tuesday. All right, so let's do this for the Tuesday weddings. The Gemara says, Misfeik Alayakar Nafshei. No. He's not sure anymore where people are going to, where people are, uh, are uh, when people are going to get married, and therefore he's not going to um, the, the the ruler is not going to start traveling for a suffolk. You know, if there's a set day where all the women are getting married, oh, so then he'll show up. But if there's multiple days, he's not hanging out in the Jewish towns. You know, checking out all the chasna halls. We shouldn't get married on Monday. That's what the Bryce said, right? Tuesday, they moved to Tuesday. And by the way, Monday is not a good idea. But if it's an Aynes, it's okay. My Aynes, what does it mean? It's an Ones. If you're talking about the same Ones that we just explained before, what was that? Let's say the decree from Wednesday moved to Tuesday. So now you want to move it to Monday. Uh, um, why by moving Wednesday to Tuesday did we call it because of the danger and now Tuesday to Monday we're saying because of it's anonymous. why did you change the expression and furthermore there people people started uh, became a minug to get married on Tuesday but over here on Monday we said it's mutter it's not the minug it's mutter so it's got to be that Monday is coming about Due to a different circumstance that Tuesday came about. So what is it? Answers the Gemara, Amarava, the Amri Sartsava Balair. Here's what happened. What happened was there were times where the soldiers and or, or government officials would come through the town and everybody had to change their plans. That's really what happened. When a a, a leader, a non-Jewish leader would come to town. They would just take whatever they wanted. So if they heard there was a wedding taking place, they're going to go and, and mess up the whole wedding. And therefore, you could change it a day earlier. So Gemara says, hey, what's the case? If the rulers or these soldiers are coming in and out, so why don't we just tell them to wait a week to get married? Instead of saying, right, these chavar are walking through town. So instead of saying, you know, Wednesday, Tuesday, oh, if they're there, Tuesday, make a Monday, if it's a night. So why don't you just wait a week? Get married a week later. One says like Tzricha Yeah, okay. We're dealing with situations where we don't know yet. We don't know when the guys. We, we don't know when they're leaving. It could be they're going to be here for a while. So the Gemara says, okay. Bishlishi miha lichnais. So then, if they're going to be here for a while, so why don't we? Uh, why don't we just make it on Tuesday? Now we're assuming, obviously, where they're going to show up on Wednesday. If they're showing up on Wednesday, and the chasa is going to get ruined, so why don't you make it Tuesday? So the Gemara says. Asparva because here's how it works. Whenever a person of royal stature shows up to town, he didn't just show up and, and check into a hotel. 
there were always the secret service that came ahead and set up the day before. And therefore, they're already coming in the day prior to Wednesday. So they're showing up Tuesday. They don't care about people's parties. If the wedding's even on a Tuesday, they'll take that food too, whatever they need. And therefore, it's necessary to move it up to a Monday. Okay. Viba Yasema, another way to explain what it means that due to Ones, we would, we would, uh, we would move it to money. What else? What's another option? My machmasa inis. What does it mean, machmasa inis? Kedetanya, like we learned in a brisa. Harei behold, shahaya pitai afoi. If a person had bread that was already baked, v'tivchay tavuach, and his meat was shechted, his animals were shechted, v'yenoi mazug, and his wine is all ready to go. Okay, now what are we talking about? A wedding sounds like a wedding feast, right? You have somebody's prepared his chasna. He's got the hamaitzi for people to wash on. He's got the meat. And he's got the wine prepared. Okay? So we have a full-fledged chasna ready to go. And listen to what happens. The father of the chasna, the mother of the kala dies. Okay? It could be either way. It could be either way. You know, mother of this, father of that. We're just giving uh, uh, regular examples. Okay, so now we have a simcha and a tzara. So what do you do? Machnisen es hameis lecheder. Listen to this, Nebuch. You're going to bring the mace into a room, meaning we separate the events. It's almost time for the wedding. We separate the mace, we keep it in a different uh, 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 a different room, okay? And then the chosen and kala go into chuppah. Now, once you're in Ovel, as we're gonna, you, you, you don't get married. So we wanna make sure that, so what the Chum say is, if you put the mace aside for just a little bit, we'll do that first to allow the wedding, uh, the, the wedding to go on. Uboyel be'ilas mitzvah upayrish, top of tomorrow's daf. And then the couple has be'ilas mitzvah, they have their first gemar bia. This way they fulfill, they've consummated their marriage al pihalacha, upayrish, and then they separate. Now, once they separate, once they separate, so now the, the mitzvah part of the wedding's over, and they can bury the mace. Vinoeg shivas yimea mishta. And they have Sheva Brachas. According to this Brisa, here's what they do. Seven days of Sheva Brachas, and after the seven days of Sheva Brachas, there's going to be seven days of Shiva. Incredible. Incredible. Okay? And all this time, all these days, Okay? Now, the reason for this is, is because we know uh, relations are forbidden between, uh, between a couple, and especially once they get married, it, but basically what it means is, we don't have them have yichud together. And even though during Shiva, you don't wear jewelry, and there's ways that a person is not supposed to pretty themselves up, but for the first 30 days after marriage, um, she, uh, she's permitted to make herself look nice during her shleishim, we'll call it, 
um, because she is starting out in a new marriage. So you see from over here that maybe when it says due to ones, what's another option? A situation like this. If let's say, if you push off the wedding, then the burial is going to happen and the whole wedding needs to be pushed off. So due to ones, we'll say, make it a little bit earlier. Have the chasna this way. You don't need, uh, you don't need to uh, push it all off. Okay. We're going to hold it here. Bezram, tomorrow we'll restart this brisa, and we're going to get into these specifics. The Gemara's next is going to get into, you know, the case that we gave is if the father of the chasen passed away, the mother of the kala, is it davka, the father of the chasen? What if it was the mother of the chasen and the father of the kala? Is, are, are we being specific or are we not being specific? We'll continue. We'll restart this brisa, Mr. Shem, and pick up from here tomorrow morning, 9.30 a.m. Agutavach. Have a wonderful, wonderful week, everybody.